Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. God is good. And if you're joining us online today, um, awesome to have you with us as well. So uh, we're going to jump into the uh, topic of Thanksgiving. And I just wanted to bring a little bit of context of the season that we're in. We're coming up to Christmas as well. And, you know, we think back to 2000 odd years ago and Mary who was most likely a teenager um, at the time, she had her day interrupted by an angel. Who would like that? I mean, that's pretty awesome right there from the, from the get-go. And in that, in that moment, she, she received... I'm glad I can't hear what's being said. <laughs> she, she received these promises from heaven. She received um, a promise about a son who would be born to her. Not, not an ordinary son. This son was actually, you know, the king, God, the king of the world, the saviour. And I mean, that's, that's a big interruption. <laughs> like we know the story and we're familiar with it, but like, you, just imagine if that was you. You know, that you were going to be the bearer of the king of the world. And, and she was profoundly impacted. And, 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 it's, and she, she responded in this way from Luke 2.19, and she said this. Well, well, it's what she did with these words, I guess. And so she, this was her inner voice. <laughs> and it says that Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And if you think of the word treasure, I mean, that'd be fun to be digging in the garden, in the veggie garden one day and just come across a treasure chest. Have you, anyone else dreamed this? And suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, the wealth and the riches and all that sort of thing. When you think you have treasure, you're thinking this accumulated wealth. In the Greek, that means, this word means keep closely together to conserve mentally or to remember. So Mary has this life-changing encounter. She gets these words from an angel and she treasures them in her heart. She's like, I'm going to remember these words. I'm going to group these words and I'm going to put them in a location in my, in my life. I don't, but she's like you and I. She's like, I don't know how my life's going to go. I don't know if these words are going to work out or what, what's going to happen. And, and then when you look at her life, you're like, man, her life was far from easy, I, I guess. You know, um, When you think of her as enduring pregnancy out of wedlock in the Jewish culture, you know, that would have been a really awkward moment when you, you think of Mary grieving the loss of her husband, Joseph. And the, and, and the hardships of where she lived in life and... and when one of the disciples found out where Jesus was from, they're like, Nazareth, can anything good ever come from that place? I know, right? So rude. So Mary has got all this mess going on in her life. I, I think that her life would have been a real, would have been full of hardships. And she's, she's got these promises that she's stewarding. And I can, and, and I can imagine... You know, because she's treasuring stuff in her heart. When the challenges of her life came her way, she would look at that treasure again. She would open that treasure location, the things she had grouped together and say, issue, problem, challenge, look at the treasure. Look at what I've been pondering in my heart. 
my unstoppable God has said these things to me. And these circumstances can't impact these promises that she had treasured in her heart. You know, Advent is, um, it's the four-week period before Christmas. And Advent actually means the coming in Latin. And so this celebrates, Advent, we're celebrating, this time coming to Christmas, we are celebrating the coming of Jesus into the world. I love this quote from Jan Richardson. The season of Advent means there is something on the horizon, the likes which we have never seen before. So stay, sit, linger, tarry, ponder, wait, behold, and wonder. There'll be time enough for running. (laughs) Christ is coming. Christ is coming. I want to encourage you today. This is kind of like my prequel message to my actual message. (laughs) I want to encourage you today to treasure and give thanks for the simplicity and the power of every word and promise that has ever been given to you, that you've ever read in the Word of God. And those words, they count over your life, over your family, and over this nation. And all of those promises we are waiting for in the person of Jesus Christ. And Christ in us. (laughs) Come on, is the hope of glory. So, These first two Sundays, we're going to be talking about the value of thanksgiving. And I want to be talking today specifically about how we honor God's promises through praise and thanksgiving, as Mary did. See, life happened, but every time life happened, she was like, this is what I've got in my heart. This is what I'm treasuring in my heart. Psalm 100 says this, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name for the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Meet Jesus. (laughs) Come on. Come on, meet Jesus. And I love this. And we see, we see this in here that, that praise and thanksgiving are like two peas in a pod. They're like a brother and sister in the, in the family line of honour. Praise and, and thanksgiving, they give honour to the nature of God despite our circumstances. You know, when you think of praise, that gives honour to, to who God is, to His, His identity. When we think of thanksgiving, we're giving honour to His favour bestowed upon our lives. You know, I, I remember when I was first in business um, 25 odd years ago, and there were so many times that, um, that we didn't know where our next dollar was going to come from. It was just, it was that real and it was challenging. We had a mortgage and it was just a real step of faith. And, and, and I want to just tell you and be real that thankfulness is not always my default mood. Is anyone with me? All right. So just being real here. I, I, when I was in business, I would make phone calls. I'd advertise. I did a, a lot of uh, connecting to generate leads. But, you know, I just... One big part of my business strategy back then as a sole trader was to connect with the CEO. Oh, Jesus. 
You know, he was, he was my boss. He was the one I considered that this business, he's called me to it. Therefore, he's the one I'm ultimately accountable to. And I, and I remember in these times of lack that I would walk big blocks in the country. Like I'd go down Fernside Road, then up Leamings Road, and then up to Oxford Road. And I would just spend time with Jesus. And I remember the song, the anthem, I have destiny, I am royalty. Uh, anyway, you had to be of that generation. And, I, and <laughs> I remember one day that we were really, really at the wall financially. And I didn't know, I didn't know what we were going to do and I was pushing back on fear I was feeling really overwhelmed at the time can anyone relate but anyway that was me and and I was out walking and praying and what I was really trying to do was uphold his promises for me in light of my current circumstances and 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 I was like current reality meet the call and the anointing that is on my life <laughs> and sometimes that means bringing a sacrifice of praise, a sacrifice of thanksgiving and waiting on Him, pouring out my heart to Him, praying in the Spirit, thanking that God is with us. Can anyone, has anyone been there before? And I remember I was walking down Leeming's Road and, I was, and my phone rang and House of Travel rang and I was a sign writer at the time and they said, hey, we've got some windows for you and basically we'd like you to have a contract to do our sign writing for our windows in Christchurch. And I was like, go Jesus. <laughs> the warfare was worth it. You know, like I had done some of those connecting and made leads, but I was out there believing that God was going to be the one who ultimately opens the doors for us. And, and I, I, you know, giving thanks and, and giving praise with a grateful heart is, is not easy at times, especially when we're enduring t- uh, trials. You know, giving thanks doesn't mean that we're saying we believe the situation is perfect and that's why we're thankful. That's probably denial. <laughs> Giving thanks is that my trust is in my good Father and that's why I can be thankful. That's why I can be thankful. And I believe that, that our greatest opportunity is always his, in, in, his, in His ability. Our greatest opportunity is always in His ability to work in us. That's, our greatest, that's where our greatest opportunities come from in life. It's not what we can do on our own strength, but it's what He can do through our lives. We just need to hand over the keys of the gate to Him through thanksgiving. That is the gateway to His promises. We need to turn our test into thankfulness, turn our pain into praise, turn our worry into worship, and then watch God turn our battles into blessing. Come on, we're going to turn it around. And, and this time, this time, we are born for such a time as this. You know, it would have been nice if we could have just avoided, our generation could have just avoided a plague that's going around the world. But this is our time and this is our hour. And He is with us in the context of this hour. We were born, He was like, we need you for this hour on the world. The, 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 um, in Psalm 100, there's this command of praise um, early in the psalm. And then it gives away to this description of an ancient city. In verse 4 it says, and, and, and this ancient city, it's not just any city, it's, it's his city. 
It's enter His gates. We're coming into something. His gates, into His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. You know, the passage shows us that that the practice of thanksgiving and praise takes someone who is outside of His walls (laughs) into an environment that's been overseen by the King of Kings. That's what praise does. It ushers us in, thanksgiving ushers us in from a wilderness into an environment where He is. It unlocks a gateway into a realm where, where the King rules. And I want to just, just kind of get our heads around the fact that before, we're, before we give praise and thanks, we're not necessarily in His realm. We're not necessarily thinking His thoughts. See, praise and thanksgiving takes us where we haven't been before. Let me just, I love this passage of, I want to read this and then we'll talk some more about that thought from Acts 16. This is an incredible story. You'll know this. Um, Silas and Paul have been thrown into prison or are being thrown. It says a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas and the city officials ordered them to be stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them in the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in stocks. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. See, these guys were having a bad day. They had been beaten earlier. They were wounded. Um, you can imagine the prison, it's full of the most disgusting smells and sounds and there are rats, it's pitch black and their feet are clamped in stocks. But Paul and Silas, I mean, this is a big thing. They shift an atmosphere. That's the first thing they go after. Is like, I, I can't be limited by this oppression. My praise can't be limited. My thanksgiving can't be limited by this atmosphere. And they start pushing against an atmosphere with their praise and their their thanksgiving. And and in this dungeon, with these impenetrable, that's the word, stone walls, Silas and Paul found a gateway to another realm. See, I think there's been lots of people in that prison before, but I think they were probably the only guys that found that gateway. And and they were physically captive in this place of oppression, but they decided to enter his, his courts, his gates with praise. And, and we in our prisons <laughs> of our lives... At times, it can feel like this is my box. And, and this world can feel like we're a little bit boxed in this season and we're experiencing uncertainty of the future and, and the, the reality perhaps for some of lack and, the, and maybe someone's here today and you're feeling hopeless about your circumstances. If we're in this negative 
loop in our head, looking at our life and we're going round and round the mountain. I wanna encourage you today to not fill your life with external distractions to try and solve the internal issues of your heart for one thing. Is that okay? I love you. We're such a distracted generation. We go from distraction to distraction to distraction and hope that we'll feel better. I want to just remind myself that I need His presence to invade every box, every corner, every limitation of my life. And I want to fill every part of my life with thanksgiving and praise so that His courts and His government may be able to enter into that place of oppression, lack, fear, or hostility. I love one of the things that Daz says, is just like, do it afraid. <laughs> Don't let fear stop you from praising. Don't let fear stop you from limiting the presence of God where His peace can govern and His joy and His provision can overflow. Let's shift atmospheres with our praise and thanksgiving. It says this in verse 25, as Paul and Silas were praising, suddenly there was a massive earthquake and, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. Like, let's just get real practical here. In this context, it says that they're doing praising. <laughs> they're doing the warfare. And our praise and our worship and our thanksgiving binds the enemy and opens the doorway for the king. I want to just remind you today that the promise over your life is bigger than the prison you find yourself in and that your praise can usher in the promises of God. It says this in Psalm 50 verse 23, whoever offers the sacrifice of thanksgiving glorifies me and prepares his way so that I will show God's salvation to him. You know, thanksgiving makes room for God to move in our lives. When I'm saying in our lives, in our hearts, <laughs> through our lives. Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following us on